Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to look at this week's news. Welcome to spring, the first week of spring. I absolutely love this picture. It was taken by H. Rose Schneider last May. It's something called a BioBlitz, where volunteers cataloged the wide variety of life at Switzkill Farm. And the reason it's on our front page, other than it's beautiful (laughs) and welcomes in spring, is it illustrates a story that is not so beautiful, written by Rose, uh, about deep divisions on the Burntown board. She wrote last week about two tenants who were evicted from the retreat house that had once been part of the Buddhist settlement there. And this week, um, there's a lot of finger-pointing going on with the Republicans saying it was the fault of the Democrats and the Switzkill board for not properly maintaining the property. Well, other residents are upset that um, these two tenants were thrust out of their home with a few hours of warning for what appear to be violations that could have been easily fixed, like fire alarms and sprinklers. We have a story from Sean Mulcairin on a lawsuit filed by Robert Barron, who was the longtime very successful girls basketball coach at Voorheesville, and resigned under pressure. And the suit is stating that he was sort of duped into it, uh, that he was told everyone on the team didn't want him, and that there was a sham of an investigation that he sees as part of a retaliatory scheme. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer uh, is writing very happily this week after she did such in-depth stories and we editorialized on the historic Dr. Crown's House, which was slated for demolition. And now with uh, readers who have spoken up and asked For it to be saved, there's a chance that if someone steps forward to buy it, there will be certain covenant restrictions to keep it, its historic elements in place, but it might be saved, and we hope someone does just that. The editorial this week is coming off of the walkouts we covered on our front page last week that had to do nationally with the Parkland, Florida shooting. And we were particularly moved by the Voorheesville students who organized it and told our reporter, Sean Mulcairin, about mental health issues. One of them said, sometimes it's a lot easier to talk to a teacher because I can't imagine my mom and dad sitting up and worrying if I'm going to hurt myself. So we are making the case that the president's idea of arming teachers with guns is not a good idea. It would be far more productive to spend that money in training on more mental health resources so that students could be helped at school. And (laughs) that opinion, we have someone, a letter writer that has pretty much the opposite opinion we have, Victor Portlier, who lives in Bern and has written about how he sees the walkout is orchestrated in the same way he saw the Women's March, which helped to organize the national walkout. And you can read his views at great length there. 
Turning the page, the um, Historical Society in New Scotland is inviting the public to a free performance at the Helderberg Madrigal Singers. And why an historic society? Because they sing historic songs in an historic way. We have Jerry Hauser responding to Mr. Grimm, Mark Grimm's letter, responding to his earlier accusation and repeating it here. Um, we have a letter um, from the president of the Planned Parenthood Empire State Acts speaking out in favor of the women's agenda. George Pratt is arguing for term limits. Pat Lightbody is hoping a senior will sign up for help, legal help for free up in Knox. Joe Boone is writing on behalf of the Boy Scouts in the BKW Troop 1079, thanking for all the help with their recent fundraiser. Carol Harlow, with the Friends of Switzkill Farm, is inviting the public to enjoy a breakfast there and outings this upcoming weekend. And Amy Laverback Bacorny is urging people to eat pancakes at the Kiwanis Club Maple Festival breakfast and events, and much of the money will go to help Hilltown kids through Kiwanis projects. Mark Grimm, Albany County Legislator, is congratulating Steve Oliver on his career in the highway department at Gilderland, ending as the highway superintendent. And some much-needed humor from John Williams, the Old Man of the Mountain are talking about bus trips. We have two full pages of thoughts on the Switzkill Farm debate in Bern. A very positive letter from Emily Vincent, who's both a shepherdess, runs a sheep farm in Bern, and a nurse in New York City at the Cornell Wheel, Wheel Cornell Center. And she describes this lovely interlude she had in the ICU where she works, showing a family there pictures of her sheep farm in Bern, and they discovered they'd been to the Switzkill Farm. And she writes very persuasively about the need for Hilltowns to back agritourism, to bring in people from the city and other places to Switzkill Farm, to the local farms, eateries, and businesses um, to help the economy. We have a very long letter from Joel Wilsey, a councilman in the Burn Town Board, who feels that the inspection resulting in what he calls the eviction of the tenants there was a political stunt, and he particularly has Randy Bashwinger in his sights. Mr. Bashwinger, of course, is the GOP chairman in Burn, as well as the highway superintendent. And another even longer letter from Robert Machman, who writes about, he's on the opposite side of these letters, feeling that the Switzkill farm is a white elephant and a money pit. And he has, you know, the Republicans all along have argued the town shouldn't have bought it. It was $112,000 that Byrne paid for the 350 acres. And he is calling shame on the enterprise for our last editorial in which we wrote sympathetically about the Buddhist tenants who were evicted. Dee Wassner and Knox is writing us about um, the recent hearing there on a proposed business district at routes 156 and 157. And she's making the cogent argument based on experiences she had in a town in Massachusetts the good planning can preserve 
rural character and she's saying the people living in this business district don't want it. Why risk the karst topography and pollution and the damage and the accidents for hypothetical future business people? A lovely write-up from Greg Gudas, who every year spearheads a dinner at Omni. It's an Italian dinner, but this year it had a distinctly Irish flavor. It was on St. Patrick's Day. Gilderland High School students were volunteer servers. Rose Langren led the group in When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. Elizabeth has a very in-depth story letting people know about a library, Gilderland Library proposal that would expand the library. It scaled back drastically from the $13 million proposal that was shot down by voters in 2012. It's about half that, $6.9 million, and would make many improvements that would make the library of the architect says, into a third space, not home, not work, but a place for the public. There's also some discussion of Mercy Care Lane, and you can see an aerial view here that lets you see how these different buildings, there's the nursing home, there's the library, how they all look from above. This is the elementary school on the other side of Route 20. Lots of wonderful things happening with students in our area. Sean did a story on Sarah Bracken, who is going to take a trip, trip to Japan through a Kiwanis program and is giving up her high school graduation ceremony to do that. Congratulations to her. And congratulations, too, to two different teams from Gilderland High School who came up with entrepreneurial ideas and were second and third prize winners in a startup contest. Elizabeth had a nice long talk with Thomas Lutzik, who was highly regarded, as you can read by the administrators he worked with in the Gilderland schools. He's the high school principal, and he's retiring after seven years there. Sean caught up with the village elections in Voorheesville, which once again were uncontested, very low voter turnout. But the incumbents are returned to office and have ideas on how they plan to proceed. This is more from Elizabeth on the Crown's House. She took a tour of it a while ago, and you can see some of the remaining hand-done molding and leaded glass fenestration, handmade door. This is the house with its um, post and beam structure still sturdy. The back part has fallen in and is not in such good shape. Elizabeth also has a story catching up with after um, Judge Richard Sherwood resigned with felony charges, and they opened it to applications to replace him until the next election when people will have to run, and they got 14 people seeking that post, and the town board will be interviewing them. Sean is following up more on the Clarksville Elementary School, and it looks like the Albany County Sheriff has a lock on it. A uh, veterinarian from Delmar by the name of Jennifer Bull has offered more money in actual money as opposed to in-kind services than the sheriff, but the school district is committed to the sale with the sheriffs. At the same town, burn, town board meeting in Bern, where Rose wrote about the difficulties, the different views on Switzkill Farm, there were also stridently different views split again along party lines on appointments. One was to appoint Randy Bashwinger to a youth council, and some questions were raised about that. We were given some emails by one of the town board members 
We talked to the people involved that wrote the emails discussing town business, town officials, and some of their thoughts are included in these two pages. More on the Switzkill Farm and the division there, as well as a look at what the actual problems might be and the income. It was self-supporting, according to the last supervisor. Sean has another story on a... Voorheesville man, Jeremy Sidden, who was arrested on rape charges. His lawyer is arguing it was consensual with his ex-fiancee. Uh, Sean went to the bail hearing and found out that the bail was posted at $150,000. He will be arraigned tomorrow. His roommate was not involved in the rape charges, but in the gun charges as well. And his case is being handled in town court lesser charges, and he's out on bail. The arrests for the week are here. The Bethlehem police were very busy over the St. Patrick's Day weekend with um, some DWI and drug driving arrests, as well as a check of people selling alcohol to underage people, where there were three arrests there, and one of them is now on the lam. His name is Jurinder Singe, and he was working at the mobile station in Glenmont, and he's now charged with grand larceny, and police are looking for him. If you know anything, they ask you to call. The community calendar has many events, with springtime coming, or here, actually. And Michael Koff has some absolutely beautiful pictures for our business corner. And this is the Kind Performing Arts Center, which is, it keeps growing, and its third incarnation is on Drywall Lane. And here you can see young ballerinas learning the basics. This is a new dentist in Gilderland on Carmen Road, Dr. Park. Her name, she comes from Korea, and she just had a really interesting story to tell Elizabeth. Shorts from the business corner, Gabriella Levine has joined Whiteman, Osterman, and Hannah as an associate after graduating from uh, both Union College and Albany Law School. And Dennis Connolly, who's had a very long career in jewelry, has sold his own business and is now joining Northeastern Jewelry right in Westmere. The play that's being put on by the Dionysians in Voorheesville is Tarzan, a musical. And here is Tarzan as a baby in the arms of his English parents before they're killed by a leopard. And he is raised by gorillas, and the gorillas are artfully costumed. And then, of course, Jane appears on the scene with her father, a quite prim English woman, and exchanges gazes with Tarzan. And he right there is, I believe, picking nits from her. The Gilderland Public Library is discussing the book Hero Dog, which was written by this little girl, Hildy Lysiak, when she was nine, and she's a self-made journalist who's gotten quite a bit of attention. The Gilderland Library also has a new garden in its reading area, which is thanks to Andrew Korchowski, who is working to become an Eagle Scout. And we left... Mike Nardacci at the bottom of the Grand Canyon after the first in his series skipped a week, but now he gets to come out of the Grand Canyon and share with you his thoughts on its geology as well as the wonderment of that experience. 
Classified ads, Gilderland Senior News, lots going on there as always. The DEC is seeking people to raise pheasants, young pheasants. The Altamont PTA is gearing up for its annual garage sale, well known in the village, and they're looking both for people that want to sign up and also the to be aware of when it's happening so you can take advantage of the bargains. We have a couple of guardsmen who are retiring. Congratulations to them. Two obituaries this week, Rose Ann McNamara, who liked to help and entertain others, her family says, and Margaret Peg Charbonneau, who went, was an educator in music and really helped shape the music curricula across New York State. After we page through our legal advertising, which is a useful thing for people to look at to find out about what's happening in their municipalities, we have the rest of the story on Mr. Barron's lawsuit. We have a picture of women running, and they're getting in shape for the Fryhofer race, which is not for several months, but there's a training program, and one of the venues is in Voorheesville, and Women are encouraged to sign up and get in shape. Michael Koff is taking a look back pictorially at the wonderful winter sports season that he covered with stands outs in Bernox Westerlo, in Gilderland, and in Voorheesville. And our back page is dedicated to the annual SAP run, which kicked off the Maple Festival in the Hilltowns. And in Knox, we can see right from the start, this is the first place winner, this is the second place winner, and first place female, and this is the third place winner. And what a variety on that cold, wintry, blustery day. Some people in shorts, some people bundled up with masks, hoping to breathe, and lots of people wearing bits of green for St. Patrick's Day. Have a good week.